Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Let's Chat Markets from High Ground Dairy. It is Friday yet again, and we're happy to join you and give a nice, easy recap of what happened in dairy markets this week and what's on pace for next week. Looking at the data, there were not as many uh, domestic releases, so I think we'll be a little bit more international focused this week. But before we do that, I just wanted to give an overview of uh, what happened in CME markets this week. Cheese prices were fairly stable to start the week, but did catch a little bit of a bid on Thursday with blocks climbing to hit 210 and barrels climbing almost to 190, just shy there at 189.75. There was no action on Friday, though, with both markets unchanged. Five block loads did exchange hands on Thursday. That was the most in a single day in several weeks. We have to go all the way back to September 22nd to uh, find a day with that many block cheese loads exchanging hands. Volume has been pretty light in that market recently. In nonfat dry milk, a little bit of weakness prevailed. We found a little bit of support around that 135 per pound mark, a little bit of strength on Friday to hit 136 per pound to close the week, but we've been below that 140 mark for six consecutive days now as weakness prevails and bearish sentiment remains in nonfat dry milk. Butter continues to uh, be able to hold those high prices. We haven't yet seen this market break. We settled at 290 on Friday yet again. Uh, We do anticipate, of course, some pretty significant declines here uh, any day, basically. I think now that the November uh, monthly average has been priced in, we could see that weakness come to this market as soon as next week. Finally, a really quiet one, dry way, really unchanged there, 45 cents per pound over four of the five days this week, really muted volatility there overall. I think the only other thing uh, to talk about on the domestic side before I introduce Alyssa Badger here, who's of course joining me on the podcast today, is USDA did release their fluid milk solicitation. We have been awaiting this after they released their cheese solicitation way back on November 18th. This is, of course, a part of the $1 billion package that USDA put together to purchase food for food banks and other domestic food programs in fiscal years 2023 and 2024. Even though that's technically the time that they specified, the delivery period looks like for now, it's just going to be from March through September of 2023. Just like the cheese volumes were a little bit disappointing and confusing, we did have some disappointment around those fluid milk volumes as well. The solicitation technically seeks about 21 million gallons or 180 million pounds of milk for distribution. That looks like it's a little bit less than 1% of estimated fluid milk sales during that period. I don't think that's anywhere near enough to make this announcement kind of bullish by any means, but it could add a little bit of volatility and noise throughout 2023. Now that I've rambled on for a little bit, I would love to welcome Alyssa to the uh, podcast. Alyssa had a busy week uh, traveling a little bit, but she is back in Chicago joining me today. Welcome, Alyssa. And I think let's start it out with New Zealand export data. We started the week with that here, fresh off of the long weekend that we had for the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, thank you, Lucas. Glad to be back in Chicago, that's for sure. New Zealand did release their October export data, so we get to analyze that first thing this week when we return to the office. 
cheese and whole milk powder experienced the steepest export volume losses from prior year, but exports in general were pretty impressive given the weak milk production figures that we've been seeing this season. It was relatively unsurprising for whole milk powder to actually be suffering the most this year as there were already so many verbal commitments from multiple cooperatives to scale back on production due to the more favorable returns toward skim milk powder and fats, as well as other premium ingredients, of course. Despite a 30% drop in dairy shipments moving to China, and that's across all the key commodities that we track within our report, total exports actually gained over prior year. And basically because of strong demand from Algeria, Southeast Asia, Saudi Arabia, Australia, just to name a few top destinations. Yeah, it was not surprising, I don't think, to see that weakness from China. We've been kind of talking about that and writing about that for several months now. The protests in that country escalating to pretty uh, surprising or impressive levels. I'm not sure exactly what word to use. We're watching um, protests in many different cities here as citizens fight back against the zero COVID regulations. I think that so far indications are showing, according to some articles that we're reading, that some of those protests are actually maybe setting up some success, although it's tough to tell basically when we're watching China and their health officials kind of talk about multiple different things in the course of a few days. On one hand, China has reaffirmed its commitment to stepping up zero COVID regulations, but uh, there are some rumors that they might begin to ease some of those restrictions. Overall, though, it it does look like a kind of precarious situation. Uh, Daily vaccinations at record lows and critical care beds in short supply as the virus cases escalate in many cities across the country. Kind of difficult to figure out exactly where uh, this kind of settles out and exactly what it means to dairy demand in the coming weeks and months. On Thursday this week, we did get the Fonterra pre-GDT auction offer volume estimates, uh, as usual, on the Thursday before that Tuesday auction. Alyssa, can you uh, give us a quick overview of, uh, of what Fonterra did there this week before that Tuesday auction? Yeah, Lucas, let's talk about those pre-GDT numbers. Homebook powder offer volumes were left untouched once again, even as those milk production figures from New Zealand continue to come in slightly lower than we've been expecting. That said, December offer volumes, as a reminder, are the lowest we've seen for the month of December in this time of year since 2016, which has been pretty common uh, throughout the second half of 2022. Also important to mention that there was a slight pullback on whole milk powder values um, at this week's GDT Pulse event, but SGX traders seem to think that uh, there's going to be another rise into next week. So expecting just a subtle $30 per metric ton increase throughout the month of December. Conversely, skim milk powder offer volumes are the highest on a record for the month of December playing into the fact that we continue to hear rumblings and confirmation that so many companies and co-ops are transitioning away from homo powder and into the higher revenue streams of skim and fat. Thanks, Alyssa. We're recording this before this Friday afternoon release of the Dairy Products Report and Dry Stocks volume uh, data for the month of October. I will tease that we are doing a dairy skim episode that will give a very brief overview of that report that will also be posted later today. 
Next week, as mentioned, of course, we are anticipating that global dairy trade event that Alyssa just previewed. And also we get U.S. dairy export and import data for the month of October, also coming on Tuesday. I hope you all have a great weekend, or if you're listening on Monday morning, a great week to come. Cheers, everyone. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. (laughs) 